Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello guys, welcome to our show. Today we discuss about ACO for law firms, how you can get results, what kind of methods to use, how to avoid something obsolete and stand out from the rest. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Liam Queer. How are you? I'm all good. Thanks, Anatoly. Thanks for having me back on the podcast. It's been a while. A big pleasure. I remember the first episode so valuable. Looking forward to learn more, especially I often see your content on LinkedIn. I love it. Yeah, I love your stories, how you can share the stories. And yeah, it's very important today to be consistent, to help and support others. Liam, before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background. I think many people from my audience know you, but if someone doesn't know, just more insights about your business experience, anything. Yeah, no worries. Um, so yeah, if you, if you don't know already, um, I'm, I'm Liam Quirk, been an SEO for, for almost 10 years now. Um, actually run my own agency. You should be able to see the logo up there. Quirky Digital. Uh, we're based in Liverpool. Most most of our clients are based in the UK, but we work mostly with, with businesses who are in competitive industries. So healthcare, e-commerce, um, obviously law, professional services. So you know we we we, we spend a lot of time um, you know building content, building links for, for different clients, and obviously alongside the agency as well. Um, I've got my own network of lead generation websites, um, which is obviously separate from the work we, we, we do for our clients, which is fun because we can we can test whatever we want on their websites and not worry about the repercussions. Nice. <laughs> nice. Love yeah. it. Love it. Okay, Liam, uh, let's start from your agency. Can you tell uh, what kind of difference uh, you can provide your clients? I mean, like your unique selling proposition, strong site, uh, to low firms that wanna get ranked in position because I know it's hard, it's extremely hard. Many companies wanna get these results to get clients, and uh, it costs a lot in paper click. So, any tips about your strong side and the best way how such companies can find the way in SEO? Yeah, no worries. I think obviously it is. It's, it, it's so important for low firms. We found. I think. Um, from our point of view as a company, why we can perform so well is we, the way we're actually set up. Um, we've got quite a big content team, so we can actually produce content at scale, um, you know, optimized content, which obviously, which Google loves. We've got, you know, um, a developer who works for us who can make sure that any, um, you know, any changes we need make into a website, obviously, you know, they're responsive. We, we make sure that any websites that we work on do convert well as well. So, it's for us. It's all about you know sending high quality traffic through the content, so they go into a website which is um, you know it, it, it's highly optimized as well. And then you know we're backing it up with link building, which particularly in the UK, I'm not too sure about the rest of the world. Um, I know we do work with a, a few US companies. In the UK, link building seems to be a lot easier. Um, in, in in the US, it seems like you always have to pay for your links. Um, you know, there are lots of different strategies which people use, but in, in the UK, we've you know, you can run good digital PR campaigns. You can get links from newspapers um, through like data-driven campaigns, Newsjack, and this type of stuff. So we're we're quite fortunate in the fact that we've got a team of people, and we can do all of this in-house, um, and we can get it done quickly. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice, nice. You know, I want to start from the basic keyword research, how to find the right keywords, and you touched link building as well. So I'm interested about link building, but let's uh, create the right strategy. You know, what I usually see when website owners uh, use tools like SEMrush, Ahrefs, and when they see high volume keywords, they can feel it. I want to get them. I want to rank. It's hard. It's extremely hard to get these keywords. I remember when one client asked me to promote the keyword weight loss. Yeah, okay, let's do it. Uh, Show your website. No, 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 I'm going to create this website. What? You want to get weight loss without websites? Oh, no. It's better to find the right strategy because in the top 10 in the US, uh, we keyword weight loss, billion dollar companies, big companies, uh, uh, strong brands. and But we have a lot of other keywords uh, on this niche that we can cover. So can you tell how to find the right keywords uh, and avoid this trap to compete with big brands? Yeah, no, of course. I think particularly in, in, in the law sector as well, I think there's um, with law firms or solicitors, as you'd call them in the UK, what you don't understand is people don't or people don't always just search specifically for you know a defence lawyer or a drink driving solicitor. And obviously there are questions in people's heads before they actually get to that. And it might be that someone is putting a question into Google that might be in their head, and they might not necessarily realise that they need the solicitor, and they're still at that awareness stage. Um, so a good example could be you know what are the drink driving penalties or. You know, do I need to go to, you know, do I need to take a lawyer to go to court for drink driving? So there's stuff which obviously there's not as much intent with them keywords there, but it's people that are potentially in the market for a solicitor or a law firm. And I think that sometimes people ignore them keywords and right away think, you know, I need to search for a specific law firm or they might have to search for New York lawyer, whatever it is. But you know, by going away, conducting your own research. Um, obviously, there, there are lots of different tools out there. You've got Seminole, Shapes, SE Ranking. I know you've got your your, your own tools as well. Um, there, there are lots of different tools you can do. And if you put a specific topic in, it will give you a list of questions. Typically, these types of questions related to the actual service, lots of people would have already wrote about them before. And it can be hard to, to tap into them keywords and they might be highly competitive. As you said, with with obviously weight loss, what, what you mentioned. What works really well for us, and a lot of law firms um, that, that I know, a lot of like law firms that we've worked with, working with now, worked with previously, some of the, the, the best way of actually finding some keywords for them could actually be looking at your own data that you've got. So what do people say to you on the phone, you know, when they're actually calling, when they're asking questions? What did he put into the live chat? Use that type of content that they put into the live chat. You could, you know, I mean, uh, whether you're on the AI side of the fence or you're not on the AI side of the fence, we tend to get AI to, to answer some of them questions for you and then actually make them more personalized. So that's a, that's a very good tactic as well, not just looking at the, the, the keyword tools that you've got, but actually looking at your own data, what do people ask you on emails, what do people ask you on live chat, and, you know, turn that into, into content. It could be that, you know, Semble Shezza has, you know, 20 searches a month and you might think you know it's not worth going after but if they're you know 20 people that are going to find your website and it you know it is that there is some intent there you'd be stupid not to go after it 
Yeah, yeah. You you touched AI. I didn't ask about AI, but you know it's hard to ignore this topic today, uh, especially you know it's interesting. But some niches can ignore. For example, my uh, two brothers uh, in accounting niches, and they told me uh, it's hard to use AI in accounting. I I think uh, in the future everything will be changed, but today. Uh, accounting doesn't provide good, uh, you know, AI can help accounting niches, uh, taxing and many other things. But yeah, uh, I found a few companies that can work on this niche. So we'll see. But uh, in marketing, AI is a must have uh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. So and, and you mentioned that you can help to create content at scale. We know that less but quality is key. What I usually see when uh, content creators overuse chat gpt or any other ai tools uh, by using generic prompts uh, to ask generic questions they get generic answers 100 million users users can do the same and i remember when elon musk shared tweet how he asked a hard question on chat gpt uh, i spent a few times to read this question to understand elon musk point but uh, he got unique answer unique because the prompt was so uh, is, is unique as well. Um, uh, yeah, he did it before, started to criticize ChatGPT. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, uh, and before, when he signed this letter uh, with a thousand other entrepreneurs, but he changed his mind as well. So we know that he bought all, uh, expensive equipment on Twitter. He can't stop the, uh, the process. But anyway, I'm interested how to use ChatGPT smart to create high-quality content at scale. Yeah, no, sure. We're obviously, with ChatGPT, it's, it's obviously something which, you know, it, it is in its infancy, so it, it's very early on. What I always say is, you know, I've got a team of content writers who work for me. Um, they can use ChatGPT to help them and can actually maybe answer questions that they don't always know the answer to. Sometimes the internet doesn't always have the, the right answer to it. So, you know, when actually, you know, I, I personally believe it's really good for creating, like, briefs, what headings to use, what topics are linked to, you know, a certain uh, a, a certain subject. So we actually use it as a bit of a tool so that it saves our content writers time. We're actually conducting the research. It can obviously go away. You can like it's very good at answering like frequently asked questions, that type of stuff. Because a lot of the time, if you're looking for the answer for a frequently asked question, it's the best place to, to actually get that is, is is through a search engine, and obviously, um, you know, if you use ChatGPT in, in in the right way, you can you know you can get up to, up to date content. So, we actually use it as a bit of a tool to save our content writers time, so that they can actually you know spend more time actually editing the content and making sure that it is really relevant and it stands out against the competition. Because as you know, with, with ChatGPT, um, most SEO people are using it. I probably say that most content writers are starting to use it now. So you don't want the content being, you know, exactly the same as everybody else's. So yeah. it is important that, you know, you are demonstrating your expertise. And that's something which is so important, like in, in the SEO world, I've, I've noticed particularly over the past couple of months, since the rise of ChatGPT, Google's now looking at different ways to actually differentiate between who's writing content. Um, and we all know the importance of EAT, expertise, authoritiveness, and trustworthiness. Um, that's always been important we're, we're, you know, with certain sectors in SEO, um, you know, your money, your life, them types of niches. 
what I would say is now over the past couple of months, the clients that we have that do have strong authority, you know, they do have strong backlinks, there's credibility there. They're the ones that are really flying. The ones mm-hmm. who haven't really demonstrated the, their expertise or it might be some of our own projects where we haven't actually, you know, we haven't got a solid brand to back the website up. They're the ones where we are we are having to go back to draw, drawing board a little bit. Um, I think that, that that's, you know, it, it's so important that when you're publishing content now because, you know, AI is publishing a lot of content at the minute. Google is going to be, you know, looking at who's actually behind the content. Does that back up, you know, every, everything that's going on surrounding the entity as well? Um, and I think that that's, you know, that's where I feel like AI can play, play a massive part. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Valuable. Uh, you mentioned many times about authority, experience, you know, I usually track how many times you can tell something, but I lost my track, you know, after yeah. many times. So uh, let's talk about EEAT. You know, uh, many years ago, when I started my online journey, that was 12 years ago, uh, I hired a team of copywriters who wrote about anything. I gave them topics, weight loss, finance, anything. They provided good job because Google ranked well. Uh, today, yeah. of course, yeah, I have known this team of copywriters uh, because Google fired them. Oh, okay, I did it. I did it by Google pushed yeah. me, you know, <laughs> to fire to fire all these people. And today, I cooperate with experts. I usually outsource them. I search for people who have experience, who can write uh, in one specific niche, and uh, I found almost not almost everyone. Everyone can use chat GPT. Uh, I think that uh, I cooperate with uh, experts who can write for Forbes, uh, Bloomberg, Investopedia, many great resources, and all of yeah. them use chat GPT. Can you tell how to provide the right task to these writers who can create great content, who have experience, who know how to create great content, but they use chat GPT. I mean, like to avoid cliche between generic content and uh, stand out from the rest to be creative. Yeah. Now, I think that's probably the biggest challenge people are facing at the minute is obviously how do you differentiate between the different pieces of content? Um, I personally, I think it's, you know, I think it's quite clear to see when you actually read someone's content, does it look like everything else that's on, on the first page of Google? Um, the, obviously, the way we tend to work things is we, for example, law firms that we work with, they have different areas of law they specialize in. So it might be property law, it might be criminal law, it might be um, it, it might be you know family law, these different types of areas. So within their business, they will have legal experts in that area they don't necessarily always write the contents. It will be, you know, my team that will obviously produce the contents, but it will obviously be approved. It will be fact-checked. It will obviously be edited by the actual experts. So we do a lot of the, you know, the groundwork. We're the ones who make sure that the, the content satisfies Google's needs. They're the ones that actually make sure that the content satisfies, you know, the industry's needs and making sure that everything's completely compliant. And I think, in, especially in the law industry, that's really important because you are talking about, you know, information which could, you know, potentially, you know, could be used in, in, in court, as an example. Um, 
So the, the way it tends to work for us, how we find that balance is, you know, we go away as a SEO company, we create the content so it satisfies Google. It's, you know, has certain keywords, certain headings. Typically, you know, to start off with, it might, it might look a little bit generic. It might look like everybody else's, but we then bring in an expert like you do with your, you know, your Forbes writers, the, the, these types of people, and they'll run over it and make sure that it does, you know, it, it represents the brand in the right way. Um, it represent, represents the actual author in the right way as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice, nice, Oliver. Uh, let's talk about uh, one thing that often content creators ignore, and uh, they o- also complain that ChatGPT can't do it, creativity. You know, because, uh, of course, it's not yeah. creative. AI is rewriting tool, the best rewriting tool, but rewriting, not writing, <laughs> not creating something new. And let me share short story. Uh, it's not related to SEO, but we can uh, unite with SEO. I think it's the same. Uh, uh, Lloyd Richards published a book uh, 11 years ago, uh, uh, and he spent 14 years to write a single book, 14 years. Uh, wow. Then he okay. published... Yeah, then he published this book and he couldn't sell this book for 11 years. So uh, he's, he used some marketing, sales, but nothing can help this book. Then his daughter posted content on TikTok about this book uh, from account with zero followers. This video became viral, plus 50 million people watched this video. And today this book is bestseller on Amazon. So one creative video beat a lot of marketing and sales methods. Uh, of course, I watched this video because I want to know how to earn yeah. 50 million views. And uh, But what I found, it's not like the best design. No, yeah, simple design, nothing special, but that was creative, you know, true story about an offer who can uh, spend so much time. By the way, it's a short video. Uh, who uh, spent so much time to write a single book uh, and uh, after that, I got the feeling I want to read this book. It's interesting. I'm curious what kind of book is this. So, yeah, this video provokes my emotions feeling to read this book. So can you tell how to become creative in business niche? If you are talking about law companies, I mean, like uh, 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 I remember when I spoke with Jim Edwards. He worked in business inside okay. 10 years and he started on this company from scratch. The, then company was sold for $500 million. Uh, ev- everything looks great. And he told me that success of business insider depends on creating uh, non-boring content. So business is yeah. boring, but business insider <laughs> found another way. So can you tell how to become creative by using AI? Yeah, no, of course. I think obviously with different areas of law, some bits are more, you know, more boring than others, but I think obviously with AI, I mean, uh, and I know you're a big fan of using AI for actually, you know, creating designs, that type of stuff. And, um, you know, typically what you would see on the search engines when you do, you know, you are looking for a law, law firm services when you are typing these types of questions into Google, a lot of it is, it's, you know, it's big chunks of content. It might be 2,000 words, which might be separated by, you know, a few different headings, which, is, you know, is, it, it can be quite boring to read. And, you, you have got to kind of find that balance because when, you know, people do, when people are searching about law, people do actually want to conduct research. Some people will want to read the, the content thoroughly. From my point of view, I'm that type of person who I like, I like to, you know, visualize content. I like, like to look at it in, you know, different formats. And I think AI is a really, you know, really good tool for that. You can 
you know, you, you can plug in like tables, for example, which might normally, if you were to just format it on, you know, a typical WordPress website, might just look like a, you know, a really boring table. You could actually go away, give that information, you know, to, a, to an AI tool and it can create something which, you know, visually matches the brands. It can, it can be more engaging for someone. Um, you know, the, obviously infographics as well. Most of the time in the SEO world, they use infographics just entirely to, to build backlinks. There's such a, such a valuable way of actually displaying information as well. Difficulty you do have with obviously using infographics or tables and, you know, they are images rather than tables is that it can be difficult for, for Google to actually crawl it and understand the actual content with, which is being displayed. So that's obviously something that people should always think about as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's talk about uh, getting backlinks, how to provide LinkedIn. Sure, yeah. Because, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard. I remember my uh, loving strategy 10 years ago uh, when I bought more backlinks that my competitors had and <laughs> Google ran well. Yeah. But Penguin in uh, 2012 changed everything. My online shop dropped in one day. I lost a lot of sales. I couldn't recover for a long time. Uh, probably uh, more than an year because we didn't have information wow. what to do. Yeah, uh, it, that was hard. That was hard. But anyway, after that, I started to learn white hat SEO. <laughs> so yeah. last uh, 10 years, I can learn about that. But local SEO is another beast. It's not like uh, common SEO. Uh, can you tell how to find the right strategy uh, for uh, local SEO and law firms? Yeah, no worries. I think obviously local SEO is it's so important when you know when it comes to law firms in particular. Typically, when people are searching for, for for lawyers, they will search. You know, me and me, they will type in you know solicitors in London, New York lawyers, these types of searches. So when you actually search for a service with the um, you know the location at the ends, it will typically trigger um, a, a Google Maps listing. Um, and obviously, that puts a lot of emphasis on actually having your Google My Business profile optimized. So, typically, when people, but the first thing people think about when they think of local SEO, and it's probably you know a strategy which still works well, but probably from maybe ten years ago with you know location pages, and location pages do work really well. And you know we can probably come on to them a little bit later. Um, but I'd say they're less important now, um, because obviously you have Google Maps. Um, obviously, with Google Maps, um, you know, you use it in the right way. I mean, you know, for example, we've got, um, as a company, we've got a physical location in Liverpool, but we've also got Google Maps listings across the country in different areas. Google obviously believes that we are in these areas, um, but, you know, the team aren't actually across the UK. They're, they're based in this office. But um, you can actually use that as a strategy for law firms. And we know people do it you know, very successfully. Um, and it allows you to actually appear as if you are in other areas. So, you know, Google Maps is, because it's obviously Google's platform and you're not actually in control of, you're not in complete control of the content that goes up because they've got to verify everything. Because it is Google's platform um, and you're not necessarily messing about with your own website. You know, there are people, um, you know, I mean, we, we, we do it sometimes as well, where we really do push the boundaries on, you know, how to actually optimize a Google My Business listing. So, um, you know, a really good tactic, which I know a lot of people are using at the minute, it could be that someone creates a listing, which could just be Solicitors London. 
that's the actual name of the list and not necessarily the um you know the name of the business but you know it's 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 got the keyword in the name it's highly relevant um so so using them types of tactics you know work really well you can you can you can optimize google my business profiles to hell really you can uh, you know you can add lots of images in there you can use keywords keywords in your you know file names you can actually use AI to generate these images for you as well if you don't actually have access to, to, to stock images or you don't act, you haven't actually took images yourself. So that, that's a little trick which I know people are testing out at the minute. Um, something which um, which works really well and also helps your website is building local citations. And that obviously, um, you know, that, taught, that, that helps your website as well as you Google My Business listings. So, um, you know, there are local directories in the UK, the local directories, you know, across the world. Um, but the most popular ones in the UK are Yelp, Yelp, you've got Brown Book, you've got Thompson Local, these types of websites you can actually get yourself appearing on. Get your name, address, and phone number clearly displayed across them. You're gonna, you know, see success with your Google My Business listing. And then you can probably take it a step further as well. So um, you know, it, I know in the US there are websites like Legal Five Hundred avolawyers.com, get yourself added to them, get your law firm listed on them directories. That will help your website. It can potentially generate leads for you, but it can also really help your Google My Business listing, which obviously you know plays a big part of local SEO as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. Valuable, valuable. Liam, I want to ask uh, about you. You know, uh, I often see your content uh, on LinkedIn yeah. um, and uh, I see you travel time to time uh, to different places uh, you uh, uh, yeah I think you watched uh, the final of World Cup uh, right now I see on your background uh, probably from boxing you know boxing <laughs> so, yeah that's it yeah, yeah I, I, I can't recognize this guy because um, I love boxing as well but uh, who, who on your background yeah so that, that's Frank Bruno so he's a um, he's an ex uh, UK boxer from um, uh-huh. probably yeah twenty or thirty years ago now. Um, so we, yeah, he he was a heavyweight, but Mike Tyson. Um, he was really popular popular in the UK. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm obviously a big big fan of football, big fan of boxing, like traveling as well, and I can I like to mix it up. So you've obviously. Um, you know, I, I was at the World Cup in, in Qatar, which, which was good. So I like to mix it all in together. So I make sure that when I'm over in, you know, the, the Middle East as well, I'm, you know, meeting potential clients that, that I think with, you know, the industry that we work in, you know, mm-hmm. obviously we're, we're speaking to each other. We're not in the same country. It's, you know, it opens up doors across the whole world. And I tend to make sure that everything I do, in my own personal life is connected to obviously my business, what my mission is, what my values are as well. So I think that that's, that's massively important to me. And it makes, you know, it makes me enjoy my life. hundred mm-hmm, percent. Nice. It makes sure that everyone that I meet, everyone I speak to has similar interests to me as well. Nice. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Hope we'll see uh, Tyson Fury against uh, Alexander Usyk. Yeah. That'll be a good fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, Liam, uh, I have some students in my network who are looking for ways how to learn SEO from scratch. And uh, I know your story. Yeah, I, for example, once I spoke with uh, 
Neil Patel, and he told me that he wasted five years in college. Uh, he couldn't okay, yeah. feel that that was a good decision because he couldn't learn critical thinking. And I think entrepreneurs, they don't need college because it's like obsolete. You know, uh, you, you can uh, work uh, and get practice. It's more important than learning. And I see when people overlearn, they learn a lot. Uh, for example, uh, I can't consume a tiny percent of all content that are coming every single day you know blog posts video podcasts youtube videos because yeah they're great but uh, it's more important to practice can you tell if you started today from scratch without any experience knowledge skills uh what will you do today to learn more about seo yeah so me personally i probably wouldn't change a thing from my actual background so I, um, you know, I, I started to learn from, you know, I, I started working on my own projects to start off with. So I got into SEO through an, an actual family member. I, I was made aware of SEO. So I went away, you know, seeing how much money it was being made. And I was like, you know, I want some of that myself. So I went away, to lots and lots of forums. Um, probably wouldn't necessarily recommend using these forums now because, you know, the ones that I used to look at was Black Hat Worlds, which... I wouldn't follow much advice on there or anymore. Um, but back when I used to look at it, the stuff used to work really well. So I used to literally watch YouTube videos, um, you know, used to watch YouTube videos. I used to actually go away, practice on my own websites. I found myself actually working at another, obviously through the experience that I gathered, I actually managed to get myself a placement um, working for a, a digital marketing agency um, not too far away from where, where I am now. Um, who work with lots of local businesses. Um, I, I just spent a lot of time learning from people. But I was learning from people and I was learning from other people's mistakes rather than, I mean, if what I see a lot of now, and I, I get a lot of questions through, um, you know, through LinkedIn, through Instagram, from, from, from other SEO people um, that are getting started. And they ask questions like, what should I do next? What should I do next? What should I do next? It's like they're always looking for, you know, the, the, the shiny objects. When in reality, what I would always suggest doing is going away, creating, you know, your own projects, your own websites. It doesn't, with AI as well, it doesn't take a lot of, you know, a lot of funding. It doesn't take a lot of money to actually create your own website and start producing your own content. So what I would always do is, is you know, look at people's case studies, look at people. Uh, you know, in the industry, there's some, you know, some really good guys out there across the UK, across the US, and what they just ask questions about it is going and implementing yourself. Stuff works for them might not work for you, but stuff that works for you might not work for them. It depends what niche you're in. And I would literally say, you know, spend, you know, work hard, and I mean, I. You know, I was learning all this stuff while I was actually, you know, get, getting into SEO myself. So I was doing stuff on client websites in the day. In the night, I was testing their strategies. So I, I was working really hard. I was making sure that everything that I was going to implement on client sites, I'd implemented on my own website first and actually had a positive impact on it and not a negative impact. So... Like for me, it's always been, you know, work hard, invest in yourself as well. And there are courses out there. Obviously, there are probably millions of SEO courses now. You know, identify ones that you know you can learn from. And, um, you know, don't become that person who just talks about 
doing SEO because the person you know does SEO. You know, I've failed. I probably say I've failed thousands of times. Literally, the amount of strategies that I've implemented for years on my own websites. You know, joint ventures are appealing to the wrong people. It's just you know, don't be afraid to fail, and you know, be afraid to invest in yourself as well. Uh, you could go to university, and you know that 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 might work for some people, but most young people I know are people that like you know. They, they, they like to try stuff, they like to fail. And the best SEO people I know uh, have probably spent just as much money on SEO than they've made on SEO. And you know, it will get to a point where once you know the strategy where and what strategies don't work, you will start to see that growth and you will start to actually, you know, reap re- the rewards from it. Yeah, valuable. Yeah, I love it. Love it. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's like for example, Cristiano Ronaldo or Leo Messi don't read a lot of books how to play soccer. They play soccer, you know, they yeah. hit the ball a yeah. thousand times a day, you know. So it's not about to learn everything. It's more about to practice, to craft your skills. Yeah, we need to learn to understand the basic where to go, how to go ahead. I remember when one listener asked me if uh, he listens all my episodes uh, of podcast. Uh, can he become a great marketer? I replied, no, you can't. It's not about to listen all these episodes. Uh, choose uh, some episodes that you like. Then uh, practice. Craft your skills. Go ahead. So, uh, and yeah, I, I couldn't agree more about failure. It's part of the process. No, I made a lot of mistakes in my life. <laughs> I keep doing them because I don't know another yeah. way how to go. Yeah, we, we start from best practices, generic strategies, then we can adapt and some find something else. Lim, let's talk about common mistakes that webmasters still do, uh, that you can see, and uh, lead us in the right direction. Yeah. Sorry, it just froze a little bit, the actual stream. Ah, okay, I got it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, uh, you shared your mistakes. Uh, can you list yeah. mistakes that your clients still do uh, or you can see that yeah. someone else can do and your tips how to find a much better way? Okay, yeah, no, that, that, that's, that's a really good question. I think um, probably the most common, I wouldn't necessarily always say your clients, but, you know, people are speaking to in, you know, the SEO world. Even mistakes, which, you know, I, I still make mistakes now my own project and probably the most the most common thing I see in SEO with you know let's say it's someone that comes to you know website is and it's especially the way things are changing with Google's algorithms and they do like you know topically relevant websites is people you know, produce a website and then you see quite a lot of guest posts on websites so they'll start off talking about one specific topic. Um, and they'll actually, you know, they'll, they'll feel like they've, they've wrote content for pretty much, um, you know, they'll write every content which they possibly can for their niche. And then they'll think to themselves, how can I get more traffic? And then they'll start expanding and they'll start to, uh, you know, maybe spread themselves too thin a little bit. And they might actually write content which isn't actually related to what their brand's about. We've seen many times where we've took over a website from somebody, um, and they've, you know, they've, they've, they've gone too far away from their 
focus and what their, their, their core topic is. And Google actually, from what I can see, the way the algorithms are changing, they really they want experts in specific topics. Um, and if you spread yourself too thin, it does happen quite a lot in, in, in the law industry as well. Um, where people will talk about lots and lots of different areas of law. And they'll start to say, like, are you an expert in this topic or are you just trying to, to rank for every single keyword? So that's a mistake which you know, a lot of people make. And, you know, the, I always say, you know, become a, you know, a topical authority. Um, how to avoid that? Um, again, it's, you, you've really got to push the boundaries and see what you can, you know, what you can get away with. Um, what I... Obviously, what we're responsible in strategies now is rather than just produce, you know, thousands and thousands of different articles, maybe produce less content or bigger articles where you actually do, you know, go more in depth on specific topics. Let's get content that ranks for thousands of keywords rather than content that's ranks for, you know, 50 keywords and actually go more in depth in, in specific topics. Google really does love that. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice, nice. And Liam, I have the final question about the future. You know, <laughs> we still get the question, is SEO dead? Yeah, it's dead for lazy marketers because uh, yeah. it's not simple if you uh, copy others. But if you can find uh, and craft your strategy you now to stand out from the rest, yeah, you can get results. So... Can you tell what kind of future or predict uh, the future in ASIO? Because we have AI, we have opinions that yeah. ChatGPT and I don't know, probably Metaverse can replace ASIO uh, environment. So your prediction about the future and how we can adapt today to this possible future. No, it's, it's, a, it's a very valid point. I always see people talking about it. And to be honest, since I've started SEO, people have always said SEO is, is dead, it's on its way out. It just always evolves. It literally always evolves. I think the, the core basics, the core, the core foundations will pretty much stay the same. But I think will change you know, going forward. I'm not necessarily saying this will happen in the near future, um, but I can definitely see it happening is how you know, the information which people are currently reading, how that is being displayed to them. Search engines will always have a place in, in, in the world. Obviously, in my opinion, the power of the search engine, because of AI, it becomes a lot more important. You know, where is AI getting this, this content from? And I, I feel like it's just the way content is actually coming across, the way in trades, the way it's being demonstrated, that's what will change. Um, what I always have my eye on is search. So, I mean, you know, how popular Alexas are, that type of stuff. Um, you know, in my opinion, I feel like it may be in the future, you know, people actually will, rather than, you know, view things on the phone, people will want to listen to them and they want to, um, you know, they, they, they will want to get the information across in a different way. People, because of AI, I believe, will become more lazy. So it's making sure that, you know, it's, it's making sure that that content, which is actually going out there, um, is being you know, displayed in, in the right places. And I think that it's, it's obviously a, it's a very long answer, but SEO is not going anywhere. It's just that it will be displayed in different ways. and making sure that, 
when we start seeing them trends change. I wish I had predict the future. When the trends do start to change, making sure that you've got content out there that is, you know, it's it, it relevant for everybody, it's relevant for every single device, whatever people are using. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Liam, it's a big pleasure to get on my show to learn from you. Tell our audience the best way how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, best places to contact me. Um, I'm actually for the content I'm putting out, obviously, a LinkedIn page. So if you just type in my name, Liam Quirk, um, I, I should up and um, Instagram as well. I'm starting to post a lot more content on, on Instagram. And um, quite a lot of videos, some clips from, from here going up. Instagram as well, so um, if you type in Quirky SEO, um, you'll be able to find me there. But if, even if you just want to message me, um, you know, Twitter as well, it's just the same. So that's Quirky SEO. So yeah, always up for speaking to new people. Uh, always up for speaking to people who are looking to get into SEO as well. Um, although my answer sometimes will just be try it yourself. Um, it, you know, it, it's, it's always something, uh, you know, I, I love meeting other people that are on the same journey and looking to you know, progress in, in life and their careers. Mm-hmm. Nice. Guys, you can find the links to Liam Quirk in the description below. Uh, listen us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Please follow Liam. I follow because I love the stories. Liam is so great by sharing all the stories from personal life, business. And I think when he, Liam, will publish a book, I will be the first reader who will read this book because I know he can craft the stories. So that's why the book will be great. Okay, guys, love you. See you. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.